I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. <laughs> Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al-Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain... Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertained. Ooh, this month is wow oh maze why do you say that supercharge it (laughs) so that this promo can remain evergreen i feel like explaining a little bit more in 60 seconds i don't know maybe i don't bring attention to assuring people like look if you listen you're gonna get it just give it give it time that's a good promo just listen to it give it time you'll figure it out is this the promo right now isn't it okay i think we got it wherever you get podcasts (laughs) Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we give our mega church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff, sometimes people even from our community, and I think it's a treat, and I think it's a treasure. Well, per huge, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry. It's called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. Happy Super Daddy Day. Oh. Happy Father's Day to you, Gray. Oh, oh that's right. Father's you know, we call it um Super Daddy Day in uh, in Australia. Oh, is that right? So yeah, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad, but oh. I have a good right one with uh, my heavenly father. So that's Well, awesome. that's what it's all about, right? That is right. That's why God is here. He's the best dad to Jesus and he's the best dad to you and me. Totally. Well, it was really exciting around here this weekend with the daddies all Oh, Father's all Day yeah. is one of my oh, favorite weekends at Twin Hills. Totally. We have Dad Fest. Oh, I mean that was amazing. Dad Fest kind of takes over the outside campus, right? We got all these loud engines of different cars in the parking lot from all these different eras. You got diesel engines. You got all these different guys like to listen to engines. Is that what I'm totally? Oh, yeah, I mean it's what I mean. We could sleep to engine noise. That's I, yeah. awesome. And then we have grills everywhere, and everybody's grilling out. You got to bring all the stuff you want to grill and all the fixins and the condiments and whatever. And then we also we put lazy boys all over the campus well i did not sit in any of the lazy boys but i did eat you know i was 
double fisting those beef sausages. So well, that I, was think, great. I think you got the full dad fest I experience. It was awesome. I love it. And, you know, to be honest, Gray, between you and me, I'm still riding that Jesus high from, you know, Lead Pastor Steve delivered a message this weekend that I think was meant for dads. And I'm going to be honest with you, I got so much out of it. I was in climax. What did he talk about? Oh, okay. So Lead Pastor Steve delivered such a powerful masculine message in our weekend services dedicated to dads. Awesome. So he did this incredible message called Great Head. What? Great Head. Because like he's uh, drilling down in the biblical evidence that men are the head of the household. Oh, and how can you be course. a great, you know, head? Okay. Of- got it, got it, got it. I, I guess my, um, I went somewhere else. Well, what happened was Steve was really just, he was drilling down. Well, no, you know what he was doing? He was going after all the men in the audience who have really, you, you know, turned over the head of the house status to their wives oh. just because the ladies, you know, they're more capable and better at it. So what was the whole thing with the umbrella giveaway? <gasps> Did you get one? No. Oh, they're quality umbrellas. I got extras. I'll save one and give one to you. So Steve did this metaphor where he used this awesome umbrella um, imagery for us all to picture how great head of the household work. So he brought these three umbrellas. There's a big, huge one on the top and then a smaller one underneath that and then a tinier one underneath that. And he said, Jesus Christ is the top umbrella. Oh, really? Right? I thought he, he'd be sort of a bottom. He instructs us. He guides us. He empowers the husband. So underneath the big, beautiful Jesus umbrella is the husband umbrella because okay. the husband protects and provides for the family and fulfills the will of God. And then the tiny umbrella at the bottom is the wife umbrella. And, you know, uh, the instruction for her is to keep the children in the household in order. Right. So when they're all in that right order, Jesus stays in charge. And that is, that's great head. That's the top when Jesus is the head. And then the man is next. And then the woman is at the bottom. So if you put him in the wrong order, Satan becomes the head and that's not great head. Yeah, exactly. So that's bad head. So, so the bad head order is that Satan's at the top of the umbrella. He's perverting and undermining the family. And then the wife is just under that, under Satan, where she allows Satan to access to the kids and she undermines her husband and that's what happens if you put a mom in charge and then the husband is at the bottom and then that means that the household is in disorder and the will of god is just unfulfilled you know i love that illustration i'm just trying to imagine a scenario where you'd have three umbrellas like one stacked over the other good point good point but you can see you know that it's just like uh, keeping us out of the rain? Totally. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it was funny because someone, Gray, I don't think you were there, but in our leadership team meeting before the weekend services, someone brought up a concern when we were brainstorming about what to title the Father's Day services, when we were talking about like the head of the household, this is what we have to empower masculine, strong men to be. They have to stop conceding their power and they have to be in charge, right? Right. And so we landed on calling it great head, the head of the household. And somebody in our leadership meeting said, what if people confuse that title with a, like a certain sex act what i have no idea what that would be and you know what happened in the room steve just winked and he said hey head of the household am i right oh (laughs) steve is awesome ah that is that's a bit much (laughs) 
Do you remember that Matchbox 20 lyric, it's 3 a.m. and I must be lonely? If you don't, you were not alive in 1997. Well, my version of that is it's 3 p.m. and I must be tired. I swear, this hits me like clockwork in the afternoons. I feel foggy, I want coffee, but then I don't want that to affect my sleep. So I've been drinking Magic Mind to get me out of that late day slump and it perks me right up and gets me back into my flow state. I reached out to Magic Mind because it's a product I actually use. It comes in a little green shot. It makes you feel sharp, helps my memory and my stress level. And there's nootropics that are supposed to help with creativity so that, you know, when I play gray, I can access that deep well of silly ideas for this podcast. Now that I drink Magic Mind, just imagine who gray is going to date next. The possibilities really are endless. I have a 20% off code to share with everybody. It's mega. If you use it, you can go to magicmind.co slash mega and enter it mega at the checkout. And the best part is they have a money back guarantee. If you get the subscription, it's 40% off. So 40% off using that code mega only lasts 10 days. So hurry up. That's magicmind.co slash mega. And the link is in the show notes. Like Jesus was an expert at walking on water, our guest today is our water expert that's about to walk into your lives. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Logan Jarrett. Welcome, friend. Hi. How is everybody today? So good. Uh, Logan, really nice to see you. You're someone that uh, I guess a lot of people don't even know this, but you are in charge of anything that is wet around the church, and I'm specifically talking about water. But if it comes out of a faucet, goes in a pool, uh, flows through the the treatment facility here, you that's are the right. man that's in charge of it. Isn't that right? That's right. I always say if it gets wet, it's a safe bet that Logan Jarrett has to handle it. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, memorable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm a I'm the facilities manager for the water treatment plant here uh, at Twin Hills. And uh, yeah, I mean, I deal with everything: the Lazy River, um, the retention pond. Uh, I mean, all of the various toilets, which uh, you guys know, we have 173 toilets here. Awesome. Oh, I didn't, I didn't that is that. awesome. I don't know why anybody would know that, but wow. I do. Now, now I do. Oh, I, I have, I have, a, I have to count them. I, I go and I patrol all the toilets uh, once a week, and I oh. have a checklist to make sure that they're up to uh, our standards here. Oh, I've always nice. wondered about that. So when you're driving around in the little golf cart that says toilet patrol, that's toilets. what you're doing. Okay. And that's, just, so just, cool. that's just toilets alone is that trip you see me on every day. What specifically happens with toilets that you need to patrol them? Well, as you know, a lot of things go into a toilet. Um, some things you, you would wish would not go in. <laughs> Isn't that right? And, uh, well, you know, we have a lot of problem with wet wipes here. Oh. Um, where those wipes are not meant to be flushed, mm-hmm. but we have uh, we have some parishioners who commit the minor sin mm-hmm. of uh, flushing the wet wipes, and uh, God will punish them for it. Uh, but first, I get punished by having to take apart an entire chassis of you know one of our Glacier Bay toilets. Uh, you know, I got to reinstall the whole gd apparatus and that can that can be really time consuming yeah wow so i mean i have to ask how does somebody get so interested and uh motivated i'm not interested in it i've never i've never enjoyed it oh really no i've never been interested in it or or even i've never enjoyed my job not even Um, the water pot no i don't like water um i think it, it doesn't have a taste and i don't enjoy being wet um 
So it's been, I mean, I, I kind of think of my job as, as part of my tribulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in service to the Lord. You're earning rubies in your someday future heavenly crown. And I do have to say, you know, it this dislike of water and wetness has led to your signature look. I mean, I think, what are these waders? Are these the things that these fly fishermen wear? But I mean, you wear them every day, huh? That's right. Well, my entire outfit you can see here is composed of several different types of latex and water-resistant materials. Uh, this is to ensure that none of my actual underclothes ever become soiled with a droplet of water. Awesome. And um, I, like I said, I don't like to be wet. So I even have this face shield I can put down. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it keeps the spray from touching me. And I, I noticed on the back of the golf cart, too, you've got a bumper sticker that said Arizona or dust, uh, which I guess is a play on Arizona or bust. Is that just because they don't have a lot of water there? I love that's Now, I'm not from Arizona or anything, but I go vacation there every year. Uh, I spend some time out in the desert where there's very little moisture of any type. Um, I just I just lay and bake in the sun. Ooh. Oh, that Ooh. sounds Praise awesome. God. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is that called a precation? Uh, I had never called it that, but I tell you, I think I might call it that now. Now, I did want to say, Logan, that I knew you were heartbroken at what happened with the outdoor baptismal first first time out this, you know, since the weather's been getting warmer. How could you have known that um, the pond was full of leeches? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I feel like, um, you know, nobody died, you know. Mm. We were able to burn most of them off. And honestly, seeing people come up out of the baptismal waters with some, um, you know, blood running off of them, feel a little bit symbolic, you know, yeah. like we're we're washing away the scarlet nature of our sins. Yeah, well, I'm glad that that's, you know, uh, how you chose to interpret uh, what happened. Um, you know, really, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, as water facilities manager, baptisms are a pain in my rump. I'm sure. You know, yeah. you're 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 getting a lot of people. You don't know where the people have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, they carry a lot of bacteria with mm-hmm. them. They carry a lot of various unguents, uh, chemical compounds on their uh, on their faces. Um, yep. Sometimes they haven't, and pardon me for getting this graphic, sometimes they haven't wiped properly. Sure. And you're putting them in water mm-hmm. that is pristine up until the point of entering the person into the water and you are contaminating the water and then i have to filter it i have to i have to get those chemicals out of there so the leeches uh, actually were an attempt to be honest an attempt by me to discourage the baptisms oh, you stocked the pond with leeches huh i thought they were a surprise to you well i mean water as we all know contains all sorts of deadly creatures sure. that's another reason that i hate it uh-huh. uh, it contains all sorts of mollusks and uh you know, prokaryote, uh, single cell organisms. So I thought, you know, uh, what better way to teach an important lesson about water mm-hmm. than by stocking the pond with leeches? And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, one, one or the other, it was interpreted as a, a bloody sign from God. So there you go. And I hate to, um, I hate to point this out, but I, I guess I wouldn't want to uh, uh, discourage people from getting baptized because, I mean, that is something that you've just got to do. Um, and you know, when we dip them in and we say in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, I just think, you know, leeches or not, we got to make sure that, um, you know, at least they're getting the message like this is, you know, here's a one way ticket to heaven, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, that's another, another issue that I have. Um, I, you know, I'm, 
I, I hate to quibble. I hate to argue. I'm only the water facilities manager. I'm not Steve. But the issue for me is part, partly with the baptism is that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, I, you know, I feel like that takes the emphasis off of Jesus. Mm, oh, okay. You don't like to share the spotlight. Yeah, I would really prefer if baptisms were just only Jesus. Oh. Oh, I see. I don't. He's my favorite one of those three. And I don't really, I'll tell you what, I don't like the Holy Spirit. Is that right? Why, I, why is that? I've never been a fan. Really? Well, what is it? There are no stories about him. It. There's no, it, it, it's it's invisible. I, I that I, It's spooky. I don't like the Holy Spirit. God, I'm okay with, depending on the story, depending on, you know, what actions he takes in the story. Jesus is awesome. And I wish baptisms were just only Jesus. In the name of Jesus, stop. In the name of Jesus, end of sentence. Okay. Uh, that would be ideal for me. Well, well, you know, some way I think about the Holy Spirit is really what Jesus, when he when he left, uh, when he went to heaven to be with uh, the Father, he left the Holy Spirit behind to comfort us. And I think, you know... You exactly. He wouldn't even take the Holy Spirit into heaven with him. Heaven is like, let's say, a retention pond, right? And the Holy Spirit is like someone who's covered in, just to give an example, COVID-19 viral okay. germs. Uh, and you don't want it in heaven to contaminate the pond, you know? That makes sense. And you're going to get no argument from me that, indeed, Jesus is awesome. And though I've never yeah. heard anyone, you know, uh, outrightly say that they've got a favorite in the Trinity, in the same way you don't hear parents say they have a favorite kid, but they always do. And That's we right. Know I'm just that being honest. Be true. You're just being honest. You have a favorite. Uh, and it makes sense of your t-shirt too, Jesus only. Um, I like that t-shirt. Um, you know, it really all... I got a tattoo too. Oh, oh. you do? Wow. Oh, a oh look a at that. A tattoo. A, oh, it says, oh, it's a... Jesus only. Oh, right. Jesus yeah. only. I am married. I am not married. Um, I just sense. haven't found the right woman yet. Um, I have definitely looked around for a woman who could share my love of Christ only, not the Holy Ghost, maybe a little bit of God. Uh, and I haven't quite found, you know, a Christian woman who shared my sentiment. A lot of them will say that's a weird hangup to have, or I think you're misinterpreting the Bible. Or uh, this isn't a date, they'll say. Um, so, well, I want to. Sorry to circle back, but are you scared of the Holy Ghost? Is this? I just yeah, don't. Is I, it I'm, the supernatural I, side? Is, is it the it word the name? ghost? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes, that's yes. Um, I don't. Uh, ghosts are unclean spirits. Ah. You know, uh, uh, isn't it Jesus that uh, exercised ghosts from a, a man in? Uh, in the Bible? Yeah. Didn't that happen? Evil spirits, yeah. And yeah. he sent them right into those pigs, and they went right off the cliff. Exactly. Thank you. The pig story. That's a great story. See what I mean? Jesus has good tales. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened to those pigs? They drowned in water. That's right. Uh, thank you. Uh, wow. Yeah. And I, man, I tell you something. If a pig ever got into any of the water here, I would resign. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Because they are ugly, sinful creatures.
and they carry a lot of bacteria. Well, luckily, when we have the summer festival and we get the um, farm animals for the petting zoo for all the kids, you know, from the children's ministry to come out and pet the animals, I'd, I've never seen pigs, thank goodness. And I do want to commend you, Logan, because you keep this campus so sparkling clean and it's as important as us having beautiful relevant weekend services the way someone sees a a toilet uh when they walk into a stall out of one of our 170 stalls of toilets on campus um if they see excellence in how our toilets are kept they will know that our god is also excellent no i agree i mean if i may I, i i thank you so much for saying that because that's really the point of what i do you know not to get graphic, but if you looked into a toilet and it was just filled with big old brown clumpy mountains of turd, just covered in corn and little bits of hair and like disgusting vomit running through the turds to where there's like a river of, of puke inside of the poop. Yeah, what? maybe there's a coin in there. You wouldn't want there? to go to church here. Really? Uh-huh. What's that? Maybe know. there's a coin in there. You know, some Why people will be defecate a coin. A, coin. Why a Lego. A-, a coin? Why would there be a coin? I just don't understand, Allie. If there was a coin, because money is also some of the most unclean objects that you can touch. Uh-huh. Okay, Imagine if you looked into it and you saw just a mountain of fecal matter mm-hmm. with a single gold doubloon shining amidst the detritus. You would not want to go to church here. Mm-hmm. And you would also probably think that's an evil coin, mm-hmm. like a cursed coin. I guess it's not beyond the um, uh, the, the realm of possibility. I did have an uncle in Australia who uh, passed away, and then when they did the uh, autopsy, he actually had rolls of coins um, you know, it, that were, that were lodged in, in his, his intestines. Oh my. Um, but that was, that was because actually he had a skill, uh, where he could swallow coins and then regurgitate them in a roll like his take to the bank. But I guess a few of them had slipped down and, um, you know, had, had made it, but I just like, you know, I'm not sure how we got on the subject. Yeah. You hate to see someone die from eating coins, but it happens all the time. It happens okay. every day. It sure does. Did you grow up with this, this aversion to water as well? No, actually, you know, I, uh, as a child, I was like most kids. I love to go play and splash in the water. I love to go to the pool. But then when I was really very young, 19 or 20, I almost drowned. Oh, um, no. And um, from that point forward, I made a vow of vengeance against water to control it, to control its flow, and to make it my B, if you know what I mean. Okay. B is is bitch. Oh, I mean a drowning. And and how did you almost drown? Well, it, it was during my baptism. Oh no. Um, okay. You know, uh the preacher uh the preacher did that thing where he leaned me way back. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I lost my center of gravity and I guess my panic reflex just kicked in. Right. And I started bucking like a deer. You know, when you if you like capture a deer, they're wild uh-huh. things. They're not meant to be held. And I just started bucking and kicking. Uh, and unfortunately, part of my instinct was not to raise my face above the level of the water. Oh, you swam so I, down. I inhaled a lot of, yeah, I inhaled a lot of pond water, and uh, I had to be taken to the emergency room. Well, I've heard that that when people can get disorientated in water, they'll swim the wrong direction, and so you know you probably just had that. But at least, at least, if you were going to die, it was then. You know, you you you're going at the right time. I've always said, if you're going to die, do, do it at a baptism. Well, but, I, but I'm not sure. Is the baptism? Am I washed clean of my sins when I come back up? Oh, good point. Because that was a problem. Is I never came back up. I just sort of sank to the bottom. Oh, I see. So at what point? 
in the process are your sins washed away? I you know, do I think it's emerging. It's got to be when you come emerging out. Emerging from the depths, right? Yeah. So I, if I died, I would have gone to hell. Now, oh no! Now, were you uh, can, were you responsive when you came out of the water? Because I think that's also important. I was not responsive. Oh um, no! Like I said, I, I just sort of I couldn't get my head up. I inhaled a bunch of water, sort of sank to the bottom. Uh, by the time they were able to get me out of there, you know, I was, uh, you know, I had to be resuscitated uh, by EMTs. Yeah. And how long were you out, uh, out, blacked out? Uh, or I was out for uh, four days. Oh, wow. Uh, no. Because they said that I had some sort of, I had uh, an extra thing that uh, where the drowning kicked off a neurological disorder. Oh, no. Okay. So the doctors say my brain likes to be in comas is how they described it. So any opportunity to be in a coma, my brain will go, oh, I'll do that. I see. And I, so I've been, I've been in a coma six times. Oh, my Wow. Goodness. Your body just must need a nap. Yeah. Logan, what's a, if I might ask, since you've had six of them, uh, what's a coma like? Well, um, I can tell you that y- your brain is untethered from your physical body. Wow. Um, and uh, – Sometimes it feels like you are traveling down a long tunnel okay. toward a point of light. Oh. And uh, on my first journey uh, down this tunnel, I encountered the Holy Spirit of the Lord, oh. the Holy Ghost, okay. wow. whom we mentioned previously. Oh, no. And he appeared to me uh, in a visual form. Oh, wow. Uh, draped in chains. Oh. <gasps> With long, ragged, flowing robes what? and a ghastly white mask of a face. What? With chattering yellow teeth <laughs> and dark circles for eyes. Okay, Whoa. so sort of a cr- Christmas he, Carol style, I guess, is what you're saying. Yes. In fact, yes, exactly like Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol. And the weirdest thing was. He talked to me like Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol, too. He said, change your ways. He was British. He said, let me see if I can do my British accent. He said, "Um, change your ways and don't be a Scrooge anymore or you will or the future will be dark for you. Oh, he actually said Scrooge? He called me Scrooge. Okay. He literally called me Scrooge. This literally happened. This literally happened inside my mind. Wow. And... I was scared witless. I was scared. I was so scared. And ever since then, I've hated the Holy Ghost. Logan, I feel like this is a real insight, a a real window into the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, because maybe just like aliens appear to Jodie Foster in the form of her father, maybe the Holy Spirit knew to appear to you in the form of Jacob Marley. Are you a big Dickens fan? Uh, What is Dickens? That's, That's the guy who wrote it. You know, do I, wrote what? A Christmas Carol. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, you think of the Mickey Mouse one, maybe? Yeah, that's the one I'm most familiar with. Is the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol, where Mickey is Bob Cratchit, okay, and Uncle Scrooge from Ducktales is Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. Oh, it's solid. What a wholesome, wholesome piece. You know, I think we should show that one at the church sometime. I think that you know, there's a real Christian message in it. 
Yeah, on one of the youth nights. Yeah, we do have movie nights. That'd be great. So, I mean, yes, I think we could definitely do that. And I mean, you know, something I would tell you, Logan, is that, you know, instead of being afraid of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, um, and, and, and really being a fan of Jesus, I think you could maybe just tune in when Steve is talking on the weekends about why the Holy Spirit is so important. I think there's a lot of things that you could learn there, a lot of guidance and a lot of um, what, we, what we would say comfort in the Holy Spirit, just knowing that it's around. Yeah, I'll have to see Steve talk sometime. Oh, do you not come? Do you not That's come? That's a good idea. Every weekend. Oh, I've never been. I've never attended a service. I work here as the water facilities manager. Oh, really? Oh. So I've never actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't come to. I go to a different church. What church, oh, what church? do you go to? Lyman Hills Pentecostal. Oh, Pentecostal. <laughs> We're a Jesus only congregation. Well, you know, Jared, it is required of all full-time staff to attend services, volunteer regularly, be in a small group sanctioned by the church, and sign sign a faith covenant about your sexual and moral purity. He's just making the uh, all teeth showing emoji face. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I don't think that's... um... I mean, Pentecostals, I guess, do have a few things right, but I would encourage you, you know, what I just think, you know, maybe um, you should consider uh, thinking about coming here on the weekends when you're not unclogging a toilet, uh, because I think that, uh, you know, there are some things to learn. I don't understand. So I have to go to the church in order to work here? Yeah, we want nothing short of your whole life, uh, Logan, your uh, social life, your spiritual life, your your physical time, and, you know, 10% of all your earnings. Well, speaking of toilets, uh, Logan, I do want to say that though it seems like the Holy Spirit might be messing with you a, a tiny bit in the unconscious uh, world of your multiple comas, um, you know... I, it could also be this toilet thing. You you have spent so much time around toilets, and it's something that's always bothered me too, Logan, is that um, the Holy Spirit can see us when we're on the toilet um, needing some private time. And a lot of times I think about that. I think, you know, hey, Holy Spirit, could you avert your eyes for one sec? You know, I had a little too much hot sauce on my enchilada last night type of thing. Do you think maybe that's it? You'd just like your privacy? Well, that's a really good point. I'm, I'm uncomfortable with uh, the Holy Spirit's omniscient sort of uh, gaze. Um, I'm really, I don't like anyone to see me naked, uh, except for Jesus. I mean, yeah, do you think, I guess I've never thought about it, Jesus, did Jesus need a toilet? Jesus would never, Jesus never defecated, and Jesus didn't touch water or interact with water in any way. Oh, really? Uh, You know that the one time Jesus significantly deals with water, he turns it into something other than water. Oh, wow. Good point. He turns it into wine Mm -hmm. so that it's not water anymore. And uh, and even when you throw Jesus into water, when you throw him in, he just walks on it. Mm -hmm. Right. He refuses to... Mm He refuses to use it as water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder so. how he did in utero uh, before Mary's water burst. You know, he Jesus was probably uncomfortable in there in that amniotic sac or whatever it's called. Well, it was a. I mean, I'm no I'm no theologian, but it was a, it was a divine birth. So for all we know, it might, maybe it was dry as a bone in there. Could have been. I mean, maybe he was sitting on a pile of sand. The Bible does does not say that he either uh, broke her water or her hymen, you know, which would be fully intact. Mary is a lot like Arizona in that way, I guess. That's true. Yeah. Mary is the Arizona of wombs. (laughs) 
Logan Jarrett was played by Jared Logan. He's such a great stand-up and an outstanding dungeon master. He was our DM on a Glass Cannon show coming soon, so check it out. Follow him at Jared Logan. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Grey Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. 